Let's jump in. Welcome back to the, I think this is the fourth shear in Torah Zion that we're learning. I, I would like to maybe wrap it up tonight, this shear, because it really kind of ends. There's like a one or two more paragraphs, but we'll see where we'll get to. And also, as it gets more technical, I don't want people to feel that it's like very detailed and schleppy and like really hard, you know, and it could do that. I don't want it to lose its flavor so to speak. So we'll see. I'll probably, we'll probably have this year and one more year on this, and then we'll move on to another Torah. We'll see which one we'll do. Maybe we'll do about Purim or Nakudas Tovas, the famous things Irving Nachman said, very famous things he said about finding the good, and Aye, uh, searching for Hashem, being happy with, the, with what you have, and also continuing searching for Hashem, two sides of the coin, right? Maybe we'll move on to that next. I don't know. But let's pick up reca- recap last week, and then we'll jump right in over here. So last week we left off about speaking about Ishkashas to Tzadikim, connecting to Tzadikim. Rabbi Nachman had said the only way to find MS truth is through connecting to Tzadikim. Uh, we explain that a person takes advice from someone, whether it's bad advice or whether it's good advice, it's like intimacy, it's like vzivug. That when you accept advice from someone, it's like you're being impregnated by that person. And you're accepting their, as Rabbi Nachman says, like pure white seed, their zera. It's a wild thing. And he says that you're accepting their zera. And that advice is leading you in whichever way. So if you have the advice of a tzaddik, pure, clear, rarefied advice, so it will lead you to good things. If you have, then that's the advice of the Torah. Right? And if you have the bad advice, calls that the advice of the Nachash, that it says by Chava, HaNachash Asiyeni, that in Roshul Nesu, in like a wedding, that it says that the Nachash that's brought down had intimacy or tried having intimacy with Chava. And he calls that, he calls that, what does he call intimacy? He calls that advice. That there's a certain powerful connection that takes place when you take someone's advice for good or for bad. And a, uh, there's a lot to talk about advice over here, Eitzus. You know, as we mentioned, the Torahs, the Zohar calls the Torah Eitzus advice, 613 Eton, pieces of advice all the way through. And that's advice to Kedusha. That's holy advice. That's the type of advice of the Tzaddikim that bring you to MS, that bring you to the pathway to truth. A, uh, as opposed to false advice, you know, as a, as a therapist, so there's a lot of, you know, it happens that you'll give advice or people are looking for advice and things like that. And it's always a little bit of a slippery slope or something. You have to be careful because everyone wants good advice. Even myself, I want good advice, you know, how to handle different things in life, what we should be doing in life and things. And good advice, if you find someone who gives really good advice, that's a good thing. You know, you want to ask them Eitzah. But again, good advice, sound advice, advice that applies to you and your situation is hard to come by. And one of the things Rabbi Nachman did actually, and we'll read a little bit from it tonight from Kitzur Lukutimarana as we go further along, but Rabbi Nachman was very big into advice, Eitzus, that uh, he, gave, uh, he gave advice, you know, talk to Hashem, universal advice, right? Uh, he was Makron Sadaka, he wanted people to learn quickly, you know, a, uh, he wanted people to find the good in themselves. So also, although it's, it's abstract what we've been learning about, in a certain way, there's something very practical about it, which is you get advice through tzaddikim. You know, it's tachlis. You know, you want to clarify who's a tzaddik, what's a tzaddik, who, what, when. Okay, but the bottom line is find good advice, you know. And good advice is synonymous with the Torah as opposed to bad advice, which is called, and that's a zivug de kedusha, and that's what happened at Har Sinai, because it says that Har Sinai pasku zuamasum, the zuama of the Nachash HaKadmoni, the poison, the pollution of the Nachash HaKadmoni left, Klai at that time. So all the Nachash, what he, how he gave bad advice, and uh, was Miyaye Tzchava to eat from the tree or touch the tree or give it to her husband, right? That advice caused a certain pollution, a filth, right? And in the collective consciousness of the Jewish nation. And that, that filth, that Zuhama, that poison left the Jewish people at Har Sinai, which is Har Sinai, we know, is the chuppah, the wedding canopy, 
and they, uh, so it was a marriage, the Kedusha, it was a holy union over there, which was not true by uh, the Nachash and Chava. Now tonight, we're going to delve into deeper, we're going to talk about, we're actually going to learn the panemius of the mitzvahs of Tzitzis, and how the kavanas of Tzitzis really tie into following good advice, and keep in mind, advice and niuf, immorality, or illicit, illicit sexual desire, he's going to say is, they're synonymous with each other. Right? That's, he's going to explain this, what he's been explaining. That's why you have good advice, it's like the pure zera of the tzaddik, which is, in contrast to the bad advice of the nachash, and nachash asiyeni, he was impregnated by this bad advice. Right? So, he's going to talk about how tzitzis is a protection for niyuch, which is obviously the ultimate bad advice, right? And this is something we see nowadays. I think that a uh, SA, which is 12 steps for sexual addiction, I think the uh, Orthodox Jewish population is the fastest growing population within 12 steps for this type of addiction. You know, so this is something that certainly Nachash has his hands in giving bad advice. And certainly everyone needs to be careful of that. Uh, and then we're going to move on to how the Rebbe ties this into the Rabba Barbar Chama Gemaras, because the first bunch of ones, as we mentioned in the previous term, on the Rabba Barbar Chama Gemaras. So we're just going to a uh, one last point before we jump in is that I don't want to get too bogged down in the drushas, like I was saying, but the main thing is to take out the Iker, the Iker message from here, and then we have a Parsha connection. Okay, so we're going to jump right in. Uh, Vida. This is uh, starts from Dalid over here because each. So we did Aleph, Beis, Gimel. Now we're doing Dalid. Vida. Vida. Through performing the commis, the commandment of Tzitzis, so a person gets saved from the advice of the Nachash the original snake. Minisuin shall Russia mebechinas niyav from a getting. Uh, an unholy and evil marriage, which is an aspect of niyaf, immorality. Ki tzitzis shmira l'niyaf. Tzitzis is a shmira, a protection for niyaf, immorality. Kimuva b'tikunim, like it's brought in the tikunim. V'yikach shem v'yefes esimla v'yesimu al shchem shnehem. That it says by Noach, it says, I'll just translate, V'yikach shem v'yefes, shem v'yefes, Noach's kids, they took the garment, V'yisimu al shchem shnehem, and they put it, uh, and they placed it, they used the garment to cover over their father's, uh, yeah, is that what they did? Okay, to cover over their father's nakedness. V'zebuchinas tzitzis, and this is tzitzis, V'ervas avihem lo ra'u, and they didn't see the erva, of their father. Because tzitzis, they cover over Arayan, the immorality. Aval, aval cham, dehu yetzahara. But cham, who's the yetzahara? The mechamen gufa, devarnash ba'avera. It's a play on words. The cham comes from the mechamen gufa, that it heats up the body with desire uh, for a person to do avera. Who aror, he's cursed. Kemoshe Kasav Aror Kenan, like it says, Kenan is cursed, right? Noah got up and he cursed Kenan. Kemoshe Kasav Aror Ata Mikol HaBehema. So you're like we said by the uh, snake, by the Nachash Hakanum, Hashem said, you're cursed more than any of the animals, right? So we'll put it together and we just finish, right? Ata Aror Mikol HaBehema, Hainu Tzitzis, Hu Shmir Me'etzach HaNachash, Me'hazumas HaNachash. So the Tzitzis, this garment, that a, uh, they took to cover their father, that's Sitzis, and that's a protection for the Eitzos of the Nachash, Neof, that's a protection for immorality. So what happened? Let's just set the stage outside. So Noah came out of the Teva, he drank wine, and then he got really drunk. And then what happened was is, uh, after Noah got drunk, right, it seems that his kids uh, were immoral with him, but it says over there that a uh, shame the Yefes, they took a beged, a piece of clothing, and they covered up their father with that clothing so no one would see their father's nakedness, right? That clothing is representing, he's saying that simla, that beged, they took his tzitzis, right? They, they took the tzitzis, and that protects him for immorality, 
that protects him from illicit desire, right? But but Cham, but Cham, what did Cham do? Cham went and he sinned with his father, right? So Cham got cursed. We said Cham gets totally cursed. Cham represents the idea of Necham in Gufa Lidvar is the Yitzhahara, is the advice of the Nachash that wants to get a person to sin, that it heats up your body in passion and wants you to sin. So when Noach realized what happened, he said, Aurur uh, Kanan, right? Cham's Kanan. And that cursed, Aurur, you're cursed. Kanan, cursed is you, right? That's what they talk about, I think. The black Hebrews, they talk about the curse of Cham. And I'm not holding in this, but they got up and they say, we come from Cham and we were cursed because Noah, our great, 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 whatever, cursed us. Right? So the curse of Cham. But anyway, that's a side point. But anyways, you see that Aurur Kanan, that they were cursed. And what do we find by the Nachash? That Aurur Ata Mikol HaBehema. You're more cursed than all the animals. That both Cham and the Nachash gave this bad advice of immorality, of Neof, right? And Tzitzis, which Noah's kids covered them with the Beged, that was a protection for the Taiva of Neof. So you see that Tzitzis is a protection for illicit de- desire, an improper sexual desire, and, a, uh, and that's synonymous with good advice. Now, if you have Tzitzis, you're able to take, have good advice and follow in proper ways, right? Because you're not listening to the advice of your Yetzirah. You're listening to the holy advice. And we're going to talk about Sitzis more as this gets developed, okay? V'zeh Bechinas, clear so far? Okay. V'zeh Bechinas, Bein Paras, now he's going to tie this in with Yosef, okay? Because we know Yosef had the ultimate Shmiras Habris. V'zeh Bechinas, Bein Paras, Alei Ayin. And this is what it says. He's the son of Poras Ale Ayin. How would you translate that? How would you translate Bain Poras Ale Ayin? What do you say? Not exactly sure how they translate. I think even in the English translation, they translate these words in Hebrew. That it's the pupil of the eye. That Yosef was the pupil of the eye. Bishvil Tzitzis, this means, Bishvil Tzitzis, Lashon Meitzis Minacharachim. That Tzitzis means to Meitzis Minacharachim. Tzitzis means to look or to gaze, that he peers through the lattice. That's a Pasuk in Shirashirim. And through this Shmira, uh, through this proper looking, right? So then he was, Yosef was saved from the Nisu and Shalnachash, Meziva Shoshitra Acher, from uh, improper intimacy. And he was Zoche to holy matrimony. Poras, and this is what it says that Yosef was poras. This is going to explain what this word poras means. This word poras, lashon zivug, lashon peru urevu, right? Lashon of procreating. That that Yosef, he was the bain poras ayin, which means he had this ability to procreate in a proper way by looking for proper advice, from being saved from Tivus Neif and looking in a proper way, which he's going to tie together with Tzitzis. Right, as opposed to as opposed to sinning with Potiphar, who was trying to always gra- grab him and get him to sin. Right, she was toughest but big though. She wanted she grabbed his clothing. She wanted to take away the tzitzis. She wanted to say, uh uh uh, sin with me. And Yosef said, Yosef said, like I'm out of here. Anything, just get me out of here. Right, because he wanted to be saved. The Iker Haniyof Right, and we're going to explain all this as we learn. The Iker Haniyof and the main facet of Niyof of sexual immorality comes from the eyes. Kemosha Amru, like the Gemara and Sota says, Shimshon Halach Achar Enov. Right? By the story of Shimshon and Delilah, great Grateful Dead song, but it's a story in Shoftim, and a, uh, by Shimshon and Delilah, what happened, what happened over there, is that it says that uh, he got involved with this woman, Delilah, and Chazal, even though in the Psukim it doesn't really seem so bad, the Gemara says that really Shimshon, his downfall was that he gave away the secrets of his dreadlock, and if you cut off my hair, the Gemara over there says, on Shimshon's very high level, says that he was Holach Acher Enav. That's why at the end of the story it says that they poked at his eyes when he's sitting there with the Plishtim, and he says, uh, 
right? right? And he says, Hashem, remember me one time, take out your vengeance on the nations of the world. And he takes these pillars, like the right here, and he crushes them, and he kills all the Pelishtim with them, and because they had captured him, and the building falls on the Pelishtim, and later they come, they pull out Shimshon's body, and they bury him. And uh, so it says, why did, he get, they, why did they poke at his eyes? Because Shimshon sinned with his eyes. He went after his eyes in a certain way, after Delilah. Now it's brought in Peninius, doesn't say this here, but it's brought in the Peninius that Delilah is the same person as Lilith, as this evil shade, woman shade, that's in charge of sexual immorality. And that Lilith, she makes a person do yalala, moans, and causes a person to be depressed, and causes a person to fall to sadness. And Lilith, even though you're really not supposed to say her name, I'm just saying it for educational purposes over here, right? So this evil shade, so to speak, this woman shade, gets a person to sin during the Lila, which is the nighttime. And that's why nighttime is a time for a Yalala, either calling out to Hashem or, or the other way, falling to depression because you're in the grips of the Lilith, right? Welcome. So because of that, uh, it says that Shimshon married Delilah. This is Delilah's Osios Lilith in the nighttime. Right, this Lilith, as they say, you know that she was uh, under his grips. That he followed his eyes, and he winded up sinning with her. Again, you see the same relationship. Found the bad advice. She said, "What's going to cut your hair? What's this? Don't worry." She made a whole thing, and she, he followed the bad advice. It was Holochacharai, which is the Taivas Neif. Amazing, right? Okay, and this is what it says. The Iker Hani of Tali Be'Einaim Kamosha Amru Shimshon Halach Achar Einav Kamosha Kasev Lo Sasur Acharei Levalchem VaAcharei Neichem that you shouldn't stray after your heart and you write in Shema and you shouldn't stray after your eyes. Ushmirat Sitzis Hu Shebechinas Einaim and the Sitzis has an aspect of the eyes, right? Because we said Sitzis comes from the word Meitzitz Min Achararachim. Sitzis means that looks peers through the lattice, right, through the walls, like in, over there it's talking about in Shira Shirim, the context is, is that the woman is waiting for her husband, staring through the walls, of like peeking through the cracks, waiting for her husband to come. So she's waiting, and the whole context over there as well in this story has to do with Neif, because the whole story of Shira Shirim is a love story about Hashem's a woman longing and for a deep, intimate relationship with her husband, right? So she's peering through the ladder. She's mitzitz min waiting for her husband to come home. And that's holy. That's holy match. That's zivug de kedusha. That's proper advice. That's the union of Am Yisrael and Hashem, right? Or a person following good advice. Uh, and so the sitzis is going to protect your eyes. Right, which is the eyes, which is, saves you from the advice of the nachash. And therefore, a person's able to a, uh, follow the proper advice of the, of the tzaddik. Right? So they wear the tzitzis. The tzitzis saves you from niyaf. Tzitzis has to do with looking. Right? That you look at the good things. You look for the proper advice. And you don't follow your eyes. Right? And this is it should be explained that this is why the Parsha of Sitzis is exactly in this Psukim of Lo Sasur Achare Levachim Achare Right? That in the Shema, if I had a sitter here, there must be, right? So you see that Sitzis and Shema, they go hand in hand. That, the, that not following after your eyes, thank you, right? Not following after your eyes and not a uh, following after your heart, right? Is all in the Parsha Shema. And what were we saying the entire time, right? That the mitz, back to the original, just to plug this in, to the general context of the lesson, what we've been saying for the past few shiurim, right? That in Mitzrayim, they covered over the avodas, they said nothing's miracles, right? They said everything is teva, right? And so that's avodazara. That's acharei eneichem is niyaf, the acharei levavchem zu avodazara. That's hard, right? You shouldn't stray after your eyes, which is Taivas Neof, and you shouldn't stray after your heart, which is Avodah So Tzitzis, as we were saying, that the Mitzrim, they wanted to cover over the miracles and have you serve Hashem and say, there's no Kol Hamachadish, there's nothing, right? It's just whatever you see, that's what there is. Don't serve Hashem, right? And certainly don't daven, because you have to close your heart up to say there's no point in davening, right? So you see exactly what he's explaining fits with the 
lesson that we've been learning uh, up until now. Right, and this is the, this is the paragraph of Titsis, right? We're going to come back to the Tcheles. We're going to learn about that in a minute. You should see them. And you should remember the mitzvahs Hashem, right? The commandments, the proper advice. That's Neof, the Chazal Darshan. Oh, sorry. That's Vodazara, right? That you shouldn't strafe there. Vachare Nechem means after your eyes, which is Neof, right? Lest you be seduced and you follow after. Right? I'm the one who took you out of Mitzrayim. So you see what we were saying that having, you see that they, uh, all these things are directly related to the Geula. Right? That when you, that the whole thing of, Mit, of Mitzrayim is, is no, Hashem's not there, right? Don't daven. There's no point in davening at all. Thank you, Tani. Thank you, man. Right? So there's no point in davening. But you see exactly this paragraph over here encapsulates how Amuna brings the Geula, right? And how there's a point of davening to save us from Mitzrayim. This is a general theme that we've been developing uh, throughout this year. Okay, now let's, let's move on to the Gemara, yeah? Let's take a sip over here. What do you think? What are you guys thinking? That's right, yeah. So he, he doesn't bring that, but I was thinking that also, that it says that he went to do every Aveir and the Tzitzis smacked him in the face and he was saved from Neif, right? Because Tzitzis saves you from Neif, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go right over here. I brought an English translation over here just in case we get caught on some of these Aramaic words. Okay. Now he brings the Gemara in Baba Basra Ayindalid Amar Aleph. Excuse me, the Rabba Barbarchama Gemaras. So he says, Amar Rabba Barbarchana. Rabba Barbarchana said, Amar Li Hahu Taya. This merchant said to me, Ta Achvelach Tura de Sinai. Come and I will show you the mountain of Sinai. I'm just saying that beforehand. This Gemara is not supposed to make any sense. It's cryptic to begin with, so, right? The Gra also wrote about these Gemaras also, right? Ta Achvelan Tura de Sinai. Come and I will show you the mountain of Sinai. Azli Vechaze de Hadran Le Akarbe. I went and I saw it, and it was encircled by scorpions. Vikaimin ki Chamre Chivarta. And this mountain was surrounded by scorpions that were as large as white mules. Chamre chaverta. Okay? V'shamati baskol she'omeres, and I heard a heavenly voice that said, Oili shenishpati, v'achshav shenishpati, mi meferli. Woe to me that I swore, and now that I swore, who's going to nullify my swearing? So the Rashbam points out, what's this last sentence? Oh, that, uh, that a Bosco came out and said, Oili Shenishpati, woe to me that I uh, swore that I would put my children in Gullus. But now that I took a Shvua, now that I took an oath, me, Mayferly, who's going to come and nullify this? Yeah? Kefir Purim. Very good. Very nice. Very good. So the Gemara, the Gemara outside, just to recap this Gemara. So I'll just read it. Rabbi Barbarchana recounted, This merchant said to me, Come and I will show you Mount Sinai. We went and we saw that it was encircled by scorpions 
as tall as chamre chaverta, white mules. I heard a heavenly voice saying, Woe to me that I took an oath, but now that I have taken an oath, who can nullify it for me? Now he's going to explain this. It's going to be Meshulav in between the words. Right? Come and I will show you the mountain of Sinai. Shehu b'chines etzus, kisham kiblu taryag itin. Right? The Har Sinai represents advice. Because over there, that's where they, that's where they accepted the 613 pieces of advice. Chaze dehadran le akarba. I saw that it was surrounded by big uh, scorpions. Hainu, sheyesh atzas nachash, atzas rishayim, she'al yedehim, ein yechon l'kabal, atzas sadikim zera emes. They are, there is something called uh, advice of the snake, advice of the Rishayim, through this that a person's not able, it prevents a person to accept the proper advice of the Tzadikim, which is pure, true Zera. V'kaimu ki chamre cheverta. And it was like a chamre uh, chavert, and they were as large as white mules. Chamre He's going to explain what these words mean in their drush sense. Zebuchinus tzitzis. This is like tzitzis. Shehu shmira me'etzis hanachash. That it's tzitzis protect you from the etzis uh, hanachash miniuf, from immorality. Kumosha amru chachmenu zechonu v'racha, like Chazal say, eza anshal gadol, shalavon oshot hecheles. Which punishment is greater? I'm going to just read this and then I'll plug it back in, okay? Which punishment is greater? To the white or the blue, the tcheles, the amru. Right, it said a uh, the Gemara over there. I'll only just read it in English, uh, in Hebrew, then I'll, I'll explain it after. Right, which punishment is greater? Shalavan or shal If a person uh, doesn't wear lavan or they don't wear tcheles, there's a so the Gemara gives a parable of a person who the king commanded him to bring him a ring of gold, and that's tcheles. That we're going to say is the tcheles. V'chosim shel tit. And another person to bring a, a ring of clay, of clay, and that's, he's going to say, is the, is the white string. Hainu lavan. That's the white strings. V'zeh chamre lashon chomer v'tit. And this is what chamre means. It's a lashon of clay and mortar. Chivara hainu lavan. But clear, the clear white mules means chiver is hanu lavan is white ki achshav ze ikar because nowadays the main tzitzis is white. I'm just going to get clear, right? Vze chamre lashon chomer v'shamati baskol sheomeris oily shenishpati. But I heard a baskol, a heavenly voice that came down to woe to me that sinned. Perish Rashi al galus. This means galus. That he heard this Basco calling out on Galas. The true Sitzis, a person is able to come to the advice of the Tzadikim, which is truth. And through truth, a person comes to faith. That's, that's what we've been saying, right? Kinal, like we were mentioned. And through Muna comes Geula. And this is what he heard, that Hashem regretted the Galas. Because the Sitzis, which are Chamre Chaverta, which are this white thread, caused all this. Okay, now that was a mouthful. Let me just explain a little bit and give a little bit of a background information. And again, I don't want to get too bogged down on the drushes. I want to extrapolate the main point. But basically what he's going on this, on this Gemara uh, in Menachos, and I'm going to read the Gemara uh, inside in English. Rabbi Meir said, Not having the white threads on the tzitzis deserves greater punishment than not having the tcheles, the sky blue threads. Liken this to a king who issued instructions to two of his servants. One, one was told to bring him a seal made of clay. The other was told him to bring him a seal made of gold. Each transgressed the king's orders and failed to bring the seal. Whose crime was greater? Say then that the servant who failed to bring the seal of clay deserves the greater punishment, for clay is more readily available. Right? So he's saying that not having the white tzitzis should be a greater punishment than not having the tcheles tzitzis. Why? So he gives this mushal, right? Because the white tzitzis are readily more available and something easier to perform. 
Masha Enkein, the Tcheles, is harder to perform. Hold on, we're coming back to that, Tani. I know Tani's thinking, wait a minute, we have Tcheles today? No. Right? What? Okay, right? So the, but the, per, the servant who was supposed to bring the gold ring, he, his punishment's less because gold's hard to come by. So the Tcheles, which is hard to come by, it's not really as much as an Avera as it is. It's a greater punishment not to wear the white than to not wear the Tcheles. I'm not sure of the larger context. What? That's what you're asking. Okay, fine. That's fine. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of the larger context. Okay. Okay. So let's just let's just plug all this. Let's just put this back into everything that we're saying, right? So we see that the tzitzis represent ms truth, right? Because the tzitzis are these, uh, they're the tzitzis represent this holy advice that's able to save you from the, from, the, uh, from the advice of the nachash. So that's truth, right? You have to have a certain, that's what we're saying, that you have to have a certain level of truth in order to connect to the tzaddikim. The tzaddikim bring you to truth, right? And when you have this truth, the tzitzis, they're able to give you this, a certain level of truth that's going to MS, MS that's built on Amunah. Right? That it's going to give you, I mean, Amuna that's built on MS. Right? If you have the MS in place, then you can have the Amuna. So, so what's, why is this also that the tzitzis represent this idea of MS? Because, because the strings themselves are naturally white. So you don't need much to do, in their, to, do to their color. Right? So the strings are naturally white. You don't need to alter their color. So this is like the advice of the tzaddikim that's totally pure. Right, the tzaddikim is the zera emes, it's the white zera that's totally pure, like the tzitzis, that it just is. So the tzitzis, the white tzitzis, you don't need to alter their color anymore, so it's totally true. It is what it is. While the tcheles represents amuna. Why does the tcheles represent amuna? Because the blue reminds you of the ocean, right? and the ocean reminds you of the sky, and the sky reminds you of the sapphire, and the sapphire, that blue color, ultimately, we all know this drush, reminds you of the kisei covered Hashem's... Uh, Holy throne, Hashem's a uh, heavenly throne, right? So you see that it's the blue, the tcheles, represents the tachles, which is the amuna to have the purpose, the purpose of Hashem's kisei cover, the ultimate thing in mind, right? But the white part of the tzitzis, the lavan, represents truth. So this is what Rabbi Nachman said, right? Rabbi Nachman said that you have to have amuna, but how do you get to Amuna? You get to Amuna through truth. Right? And how do you get to truth? That's through connecting to the tzaddikim, from staying away from the advice of the Nachash. Right? And how do you stay away from the advice of the Nachash? <laughs> through tzitzis. Right? Tzitzis gives you a shmiris enayim, a protection for everything. Right? And it gives you the good advice. It lets you have the good advice and it keeps you away from niyuf which is, not only does it mean physical niyaf, but he means the having a perverted mind or polluted mind, right? So the sitzis keeps you away from all that. And then, a, uh, and in the sitzis itself, you see the MS and Amuna going hand in hand, right? That the MS is the white strings. It is what it is, it's white. While the blue represents the Kisei HaKavod, which is Amuna, right? And... The additionally, right, that the, so it's clear now, right, as we're explaining now, okay, <laughs> right, so additionally the Kisei of a code repre- Kisei HaKavod represents Hashem's Malchus, it's Hashem's Kisei, and Malchus, we always know, the Midah of Malchus is synonymous with Tefillah, prayer, and this is what Rabbi Nachman started with, right, Rabbi Nachman started with that, that the Iker uh, Gullus comes from a lack of Amuna, from a lack of Tefillah, from a lack of prayer, right, so when you wear tzitzis that reminds you of the kisei akavod, it's a reminder of amuna. It's a reminder of tefillah, of praying, because malchus has to do with tefillah. Because the whole union of malchus, to me, the malchus is it's like the moon. The less magamar kluma has no light of its own, and the whole point of tefillah is to make yourself like you have no light on your own, completely bottled to Hashem. So in the tzitzis itself, again, you have the white, you have the emes, and you have the tcheles, you have the amuna. So both aspects guard you from the eights of Hanachash, right? And the Chisaron of Amuna is what we started with, is that's Mitzrayim, right? That Mitzrayim represents this, 
this idea that there's no emuna, there's no point in anything, right? Hashem doesn't listen to your feelers, and there's no force of rejuvenation, there's no power, or uh, th- that our feelers don't, don't uh, affect anything. And this is, this is incredible. This is incredible. What are you guys thinking? Tani, what do you want to say? Okay, yeah. So Tani's adding over here that sitzes represent, the, I saw that brought down, that the, cipris, the sitzes represent the 613 commandments, right? And that's the eitzes, the kedusha. Proper eitzes. Right? Proper advice. The advice of the Torah. And that's when the Pasco Zua Masam happened at Har Sinai, that the pollution and the Zuma of the Nachash left the collective consciousness of the nation at Har Sinai. And that's the Zivig the Kedusha. All coming through Tzitzis, the Lovan and the Cheles, and the Chutin and the strings and everything put together. This is amazing. And we wear Tzitzis every day and we think, oh, what's the big deal? And even if you're Zohar, wear Cheles. She's like, Zohar, wear Cheles. You know, certainly Rabbi Leibowitz's shul, you could talk about Cheles, you know. Hey, uh, so now I wanted to move on. Now I wanted to move, I wanted to read something that sums this up. This is from Kitzer Lakute Maran. Okay? Uh, uh, one minute download on what Kitzer Lakute Maran is. In the amazing things that we're learning about Rav Nassim, that Rav Nassim wrote. Kitzer Lakute Maran is one of the things that Rav Nassim wrote. It's an abridged version of Lakute Maran that's kind of a, a more practical, down to earth, and in condensed form of all the lessons in Lakute Maran. And he just puts it together very clearly, black and white, leaves out a lot of the Kabbalah and the drushes and the Psukim and just kind of suns up like Tachlis, what's the bottom line over here? What was the Rebbe saying? Boom, you look in the Kitzur Lakut Maran, and there is a, uh, there, he explains things a little bit differently. He explains things a, uh, uh, maybe I'll, shit. I'll read two pieces here, okay? Uh, right, a person needs to distance themselves from general advice that people give because most of it is messed up. And even more so, the advice of Rishayim, who go against and detract from the truth, certainly you need to distance them from those people a lot, a lot. Because they cause so much damage in the world, like a, uh, the Green Deal and getting rid of uh, Amazon and... Bitch is bad advice. I'm not, it's not, I'm not bringing politics into this. Crazy things, you know? You have a company that's going to come and bring in who knows how much money was going to bring in, Tani? Oodles. Oodles. Right? It's a, no, it's a bad idea. We gave too many kids. Bad advice. Right? Bad advice. Right? And it causes so much damage and destruction. Because their advice is like the Nachash HaKadmoni, Right? They're like the original snake, the primordial snake, right? And when they, with their advice, it's like pollution, it's like Zuma, it's like poison, which is impure marriage. Like it says, the Nachash Hasini, the Nachash, impregnated me. Behem bechinas pagam habris, and this is like the pagam habris. Umarchikin mehem emes veamuna hakedosha umelava leeret yisrael, and they distance people from truth and emuna, and distance a person from going to eret yisrael. That's where we started, right? That emuna brings to eret yisrael. Therefore, you need to distance yourself from following in their ways. Right? Rather, you have to stick <coughs> to true tzaddikim and the people that surround them that found their ways. And those people, kosher yidin's advice is like kulo zera emes. It's it's a pure seed of truth. And through their advice, a person gets all the good. Truth and faith. 
utfila and prayer, the Eretz Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, Velasos Nisim Ba'olam. And they could then do miracles in the world. Right? Next one. So you see how he sums up everything that we've been learning. Yeralef. Iker Haniyaf Tolebo'enayim. The main niyaf uh, for immorality is found in the eyes. Umitzvah tzitzis hitikun And the mitzvah of tzitzis is a protection for this. And through this, a person saved from bad advice. And through this, they're able and they merit to receive proper advice from Shrut Sadiqim. But Al Kain, therefore, Therefore, we need to be so careful in the mitzvot and we have to have in mind at the time when we wrap in tzitzis hakedoshim that when we put on our tzitzis every morning and when we wrap ourselves in the talis, we have to have in mind to have a shmiras habris and to have good advice uh, and truth and to come to truth. And through this, we want to be zochet to Amuna and to Eretz Yisrael, and bring the Geula closer. And to be zochet and to do miracles and wonders in the world. And to Because financial wealth is mainly tallied in sexual purity. And through this, and through this, a person will be zochet to understand in every place and to learn everywhere. It will be revealed to them all the wisdom like a shulchan aruch. That's what we started with, right? That uh, we started with the drushes about shulchan aruch. That we said a. Uh, We said, uh, like a shulchan aruch. Like this chachma, this wisdom that we're going to get from wearing tzitzis, or this chachma that Rabbi Nachman's talking about, this proper advice, it's, it's to see in front of you like a shulchan aruch, this proper, proper advice. Just to repeat a little bit, a little bit what we said, and we'll move on to a partial connection. I know we said a lot today, but wanted to move on, keep it moving. A, uh, so you see the amazing panemius of mitzvah tzitzis, right? That's some, a mitzvah we take for granted that uh, I'm not going to, you know, we do every day, we wear tzitzis, and it brings all this bracha, and it gives shmiras habris. Now, it should be noted over here, shmiras habris doesn't only mean sexual impurity, because the way Rabbi Nachman's explaining it, it means that, it definitely means purity and kedusha, but the way he's explaining also that he's saying niyaf is, is following bad advice, Immorality is following bad advice, like a vodazara is like immoral, you know. So shmiras habris means also uh, to stay truthful and follow good advice, right? You're shomer your bris if you're follow true advice, the advice of the Torah, and you have dedication to keeping mitzvahs, right? That's the bris, the bris that Hashem made with Avram Avinu that we're going to be Hashem's nation. Right? So when you view yourself as part of Hashem's nation and you're dedicated to performing mitzvahs and dedicated to learning Torah, that's also Shmir Sabris because you're following the advice. Right? You're following the proper advice of the tzitzis, of the 613 mitzvahs. And you're not allowing yourself to be corrupted and your mind to be polluted with the zuam of the nachash, the bad advice that comes from the eyes when you look in the wrong places, in the places that you shouldn't look, and you should say, well, not only does it mean certainly not looking at inappropriate things on your cell phone and having regular Shemir Sinayim, but it means that looking uh, at yourself as part of the Jewish nation. When you look at yourself as part of the Jewish nation and you follow the advice of Hashem that you'll never be cut off from Him, that's called Shomer the Bris. That's also called the Shemir the Bris. Bris means a treaty, right? You're keeping the covenant between you and, and Hashem. You're keeping the Torah. And you're learning Torah. You're following in the proper advice, in the proper ways of Hashem. What are you guys thinking? Is your mind exploded? Is your mind? Is your mind exploded? Drop the a bomb. Uh, now we have a partial connection. Do the partial connection. Okay, we'll do the partial connection. So. 
There's a Chumash. Let's see. Let's find the Chumash. Parshas Yisro. Now you need to get up. You got up. Also because you see that Torah Parsha is considered the bris of Pai Sral. Torah Okay. Let me find the psukim that I'm looking for. Okay, so it starts off the Yishma Yisro. Yisro heard. Vayete Moshe Likros Chosno Vishtachavu Vishaklo Vishalu Ishlareel Lishalim Vayevo Allah. So Moshe goes out to now greet his father in law, and he bows, they kiss each other, and they greet each other friendly, and he, Moshe takes him back to his tent. Right? And Moshe tells him to his father-in-law everything that happened to the Jewish people Hashem did all these wondrous things and amazing things to Yisrael. I just want to point out par- parenthetically, when we were learning Torah Aleph, it was exactly linked up with Yaakov and Esau. Right? And this Torah Zion we were in those parshas of Yaakov and Esau when we were learning Torah Aleph, and these, what the Torah now we're learning has to do with Mitzrayim. It's also exactly linked up with the parshas of Mitzrayim. It's really, it always happens with Lukut of Aran. It always happens. Okay. right? right? and he said, "How Hashem saved him." Vayichad Yisrael al kol hatova asher asa Hashem liYisrael asher hitzilu miyad Mitzrayim. And Yisrael got goosebumps, and when he heard about all the good things that Hashem did, how Hashem saved the Jewish people, vayomer Yisrael, and Yisrael says, "Baruch Hashem asher hitzeleschem miyad Mitzrayim umiyad paro asher hitzeles haamitachas yad Mitzrayim." Right? That he saved Paro, he saved the Jewish people from Mitzrayim. Right? I think Rashi says over there that no one ever left Mitzrayim before. And here, not one person left. And here are 600,000 left. Right? Umiyad par... Ata yadati, now I know ki godol Hashem mikol elokim, ki dvar Hashem zadu alehem. Right? And now I know that Hashem is great and that the word of Hashem is upon the nation. So you see already, Yisro, what did, what did a... Uh, So what did Yisro hear? What did, what did Yisro hear? So you see, Yisro, he was someone who was the Kohen Midian. He did all the Vodazaras in the world. He, that means he was a, uh, his mind was polluted, was totally corrupted with the bad advice of the Rishayim, right? He was, He was a Vodazara, right? Everything. He was following the Eitzos of the Nachash. He was totally out of it. And he was you know, completely corrupted, you know, and he was an immoral person. And it says, what did he hear about? He heard about, he heard about Amalek, right? And how did, he heard about Kriyas Yamsuf, and he heard about Amalek. And he heard that the Jews left, also because the Pesukim say they heard Jews left. Why? Because what we say, right, Mitzrayim was the whole thing that they cover over Nisim, and there's no point in davening, Right, and no one could ever leave Mitzrayim, and this is a total gullus attitude of a, uh, there's not worth davening. So what did he see? He saw that Jews left. So he said, oh, the Vodazara must mean that there's a Koach If the Jews were able to leave with 10 miracles, and Hashem, one person never left, and now 600,000 people are laughing, l- leaving, must mean that there's a Koach Must mean that it's worth davening. Right? And that's what it says, that he heard about the, he heard about the uh, Kriyash Yamsav, and he heard about Amalek. Why? I want to say this, this is MS and Amuna, right? That Amalek has to do with tefillah, because how they win the wars? When Moshe rose his hands, their hearts went to Shemayim, and, they, and they, that's Amuna, that Moshe was davening, and their hearts were Makav and Levi, the Shemayim, and then they were. So now Yisrael learned about tefillah. And then he saw the Kriyas Yamsuf. It was an undeniable miracle that the Mitzrim, that was the truth. It was undeniable. You couldn't deny it. And it was the Mitzrim were the ones who covered over the miracles. But here he saw the MS. He saw the truth, right? So he saw exactly what Rabbi Nachman is saying, right? So now that he saw that there was MS, now that he saw there's Amuna, he came to Moshe Rabbeinu, and what happened? Now this is, so he started to get depolluted, uncorrupted, right? 
and he was Makabo, the Nachash, Hakamori, the Zuma, left him. He attached himself to Am Yisrael, which is the Tzadikim of the world. And now they left him, and he had the pure zera of the tzaddik, of the tzaddikim now. And that's, he, that's why the parsha of Kabbalah Satora is named after Yisro. Because what we say, that there's 613 commandments, or the 613 itzin, pieces of advice, that's the zera emes, that's the pure advice. So Yisro now totally gets uncorrupted, he accepts the advice of Hashem, and what does he do? What does Yisro do? This is incredible. Hold on, we'll find it in the Pesukim over here. Okay, what does Yisrael come along and do? After he had all the bad advice, what does he do? He gives advice. He tells Moshe, you're doing it all wrong. Right, because he was the one who followed Zelu Umazeh, all the bad advice of all the Evodazaras, Right? So now, after he came to recognize Emes and Amuna, and he wanted to join the Jewish people and have a Kabbalah Satora, so it says over here, right, it says over here, Atashama Bakoli, Iitzacha, right? Listen to my voice, listen to my Eitzah. It's exactly Russian advice. Then Hashem will be with you. Right? And then he went on to say, you have to set up a whole court system over here. You have to set up a hierarchy. You can't just do it all yourself. So you say, Yisro, who the one who was corrupted, he heard about this, Emes and Amuna. He saw that there's a Koch Mechadesh that's able to override Mitzrayim, right? And then he came to the Jewish people, which is why we have the Parsha of Kabbalah's Torah named after Yisro, to show that there is a Koch Mechadesh, right? And to show that you could be uncorrupted. <laughs> right? You can be uncorrupted. That happens when you connect to the true tzaddikim. Right? And that's what he heard about. Amalek was tefillah, that they raised their hands. And the Kriyas Yamsuf was the MS. So he had the MS and Amuna, and he saw that they left Mitzrayim, and exactly what Rabbi Nachman's been explaining. Amazing. Okay. Shabbos, everyone. Shabbos. Shabbos.